Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where we make getting sleep help easy. I'm a mom of two daughters who no longer nap, and I love it. So let me tell you something. You will find a lot of content out there and suggestions that are all Debbie Downers about, oh no, it's no more naps. But honestly, y'all, get ready because obviously your daytime opens up and you can have all the fun without worrying about rushing home for the nap time. So I'm going to walk you through when it's time to stop napping, what signs you see, and how we're going to make this transition successful for everyone. The three signs that we know it's time to drop the daytime nap, the first one is that they're no longer napping, which sounds very simple. But if you have a toddler who is no longer taking their daytime nap, they are resisting it, and you know, okay, it's probably time to stop. The second sign is that they're napping just fine, but they're taking hours to fall asleep at nighttime. That's a problem because they are actually getting too much sleep during the day. It's all a math equation. We gotta have spacing correctly here. So if they are napping well, but they're not falling asleep well for bedtime, we're gonna cut the nap. The third sign is that your child's napping, but they're waking up to start the day at like three or 4 a.m. Why? Because again, it's a math equation. They're having less sleep at nighttime and more sleep during the daytime. Any and all of these could happen for your child. And if you notice any of these signs happening for two weeks or more, it's time. It's time to say goodbye to the daytime nap. But don't worry, I'm gonna talk you through it step by step. Step number one in removing the nap, you stop offering the nap. Step number two, instead of offering a nap, we are going to offer some quiet time. Now this quiet time, doesn't necessarily need to be in their bedroom. If that's an option, then it can be. But if you have a space in your house, maybe a playroom or an area in your living room that they have toys and they can be successfully set up to play for maybe 15, 20 minutes, you'll start small and add on time to the quiet time clock. But you can't just take your child's nap away and then say, yay, we're awake all day long, go, 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 go. Having some time that is after lunch, that is either in their room or a quiet space that they can independently play, it's the mental break that we all need, your child included. So having now a quiet time space where you begin with about 10 minutes and build up to perhaps an hour, hour and a half, this is a great time for everyone to just take a deep collective breath and regroup for the rest of the day. Now, here's the thing. Once you take your child's nap away and you offer quiet time, you're going to go through a period of about six to eight weeks. Let me say that again. Six to eight weeks where your child is going to need to go to bed early. This is a big deal. Dropping the daytime nap, it's the biggest deal of them all. Yes, transitioning from three to two naps, that was hard. Going from two to one, whew, big adjustment. But going from one to none, it's huge. So here's what I need you to know. We have to get your child to bed early. They will likely need to go to bed anywhere between one to two hours early, depending on the child. I always give the story about my oldest daughter. 
when we dropped her nap, she was having her daytime nap for about an hour and a half. And when we saw the signs for her, it was she was having a party in her crib instead of taking a nap. And when we saw those signs and we stopped offering the nap, the girl could not hang. She was done with the day by 5.15. So 5.30 was her sweet spot. You're in your crib and you're going to bed. And she would sleep from 5.30 all the way to 7. We'd get up for the day and we'd start our day again. She got over 12 hours of sleep because she's exhausted because it's a big deal to stop napping. Then came my second daughter and she was much more easygoing. She wasn't as like extreme as Ellie. And so we actually put her to bed about 30 to 45 minutes sooner. So anywhere between 6.15 and 6.30 instead of her seven o'clock. And this does depend on the child, but you will know the telltale signs when your toddler is rubbing their eyes profusely, when they're yawning, when they tell you you're, they're tired, when they are acting like maniacs, when they get a second wind and they're doing laps around the house, when they are not listening, all of the signs that you think, well, that's just kind of like a toddler. No, when they are that extreme and you know it and it's about five o'clock, go ahead and offer dinner, get them to bed. The sooner the better, an earlier bedtime will help curb the exhaustion and it will help them sleep a fuller night of sleep because inevitably dropping that nap means that they are going to be overtired as their body adjusts. And again, it can actually take six to eight weeks for your child's body to acclimate to no longer having that daytime rest. This doesn't mean for six to eight weeks you're putting your child to bed at 5.30. Usually our families here at Little Z's, they are telling our team members that, hey, I'm going through the nap transition. It's hard, but here's our schedule. We've been doing a 5.30 bedtime routine for about two weeks. Now we're on a six o'clock. Now we're on a 6.30. And it usually ends up every two to three weeks, we're pushing the bedtime 30 minutes later until we get back to the normal bedtime. But I need you to know that patience is the key here. Now, um, did you happen to check out the Parents Magazine in January of 2022? If so, I had an entire article. Of course, I'm just going to brag on this for a second. We had this a whole article inside of Parents Magazine talking about it. And I believe that this point is not brought up enough. Your child needs that early bedtime. So please don't gloss over this or skip over it. Your child desperately needs to go to bed early when they drop that nap and be patient with them. Now, I told you, welcome to the good life. It really is a lot of fun when your child no longer naps because, hey, on the weekends, if you want to go on a day trip, you can do that without worrying about having to make it home or napping in the stroller or any of that stuff. It truly does start this whole new journey in your parenting and a new chapter, and it's it's really fun. So I hope that you guys enjoy this, okay? As much as it like mourns the babyhood and now we're a full-blown child because you no longer need to nap, this is the mark of a new beginning for your family. And so embrace it however you can. Let me know in the comments, how is the nap transition going for your child? Because it's a big one. And if you need emotional support, we're here for you. I am so grateful that you were here. Don't forget to subscribe because we wanna help make sure that sleep is still a thing as your toddler grows and changes. Sweet dreams, see you next time.